Welcome to this special edition of the Humans of Hospitality podcast, where I am going to chat with Canton T. And this is a very specific edition around what they are doing in response to the coronavirus and the huge impact it's had on their business. Uh, a little bit further up the supply chain than the coalface of hospitality, because they are a supplier of tea to hospitality businesses. And I was really impressed recently when I saw some of the pivots they were making around how to stay afloat in these challenging conditions. So I wanted to get Jennifer on, have a quick chat. This is uh, recorded on Wednesday, the 25th of March, and we're getting it straight up because things are changing daily. So, uh, you know, excuse any slightly rough edits and audio challenges, but I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Check out the website humansofhospitality.co.uk for some links that we discuss at the end of the show. Okay, many thanks. Jennifer from Canton Tea, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this sort of special edition of the podcast. Very much appreciated. Pleasure. Nice to have be here with you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, We're obviously recording this uh, remotely, but I just want to ask, I want to chat. We've all seen a lot about how uh, the coronavirus, the government support, about how it's affecting hospitality, sort of the the front line. Uh, But I've not seen so much about obviously how it's impacting all the suppliers and what support is there. So I I want to chat with you about that. But in the first instance, it it felt very much like we were sort of watching this, uh, this situation, you know, unfold in slow motion as we saw what was happening uh, in China and then start to roll across towards Europe. Was there a particular point or a particular trigger where you thought this is going to have a huge impact on on my business and I'm going to have to take this seriously? Yes, there certainly was. Um, I was actually away. I was abroad um, due to come back on Tuesday the 16th. And as soon as we heard that Trump was closing flights between Europe and America, um, even though they were then open to the UK. Um, we had to come back through America, so we immediately changed our flights and came back on Friday the 13th instead. Got back, and over that weekend, everything started to unravel. And by Monday, it was pretty much catastrophic and understood exactly what the impact was going to be on a small independent supplier to the hospitality trade. So, you know, we've always focused at Canton, well, not always, but in the last few years, we've purely focused on um, the hospitality sector. So we haven't had a consumer website available. And so as soon as we connected with all our staff, it was you know, we're going to do whatever we can to get through this. We don't know how it's going to, um, you know, how it, how it's going to progress in the next few weeks. But then day by day, it was just, you know, chop, chop, chop everywhere. Everyone was just going down and closing until... Wow. I was sorry, I was going to say, yeah. because what, what was it that you saw first then? Was this people cancelling existing orders or was it no Not new really. orders coming through? What, what was happening? No, I think it was um, it was mostly just the directives of um, closures, you know, who was who was allowed to stay open. And it was just a sort of drip between the cafes and the restaurant and then the hotels, that sort of thing. But talking, we were talking to all our... Um, our 
you know, partners during that week. And even though they were still open, some of them were still allowed to be open, but they've been told that no one should go and see them. You know, they were fantastically warm and supportive and delighted to hear from us. And the sort of collaborative spirit between everyone, even even at the beginning, was was very, very strong. Um, but I think my lowest point during that week was by Friday when we'd heard nothing from the government about um, retaining staff. And we were thinking of just putting the whole thing into suspended animation, which is virtually what we've done. Um, but then that that talk, we have a talk every morning, everybody gets together on Zoom. And that morning, it really was that guys, we don't know what we can do, we're going to do whatever we can, we can pay you up until the end of this month, of course. And then we'll just have to see, but we want to make sure that there is going to be a canton to come back to. That was absolutely the most important message. And then mm. by that evening, there was of course, this government initiative to um, to support uh, staff salaries, wages for eighty yeah. percent. So we've actually retained everybody on this this new employment scheme. We haven't we haven't lost a single person, but everyone is on you know understands the situation and is on. Yeah. How many how many this, people do you employ, Jennifer? Uh, well, full full and part time about um well about it is exactly there are 10 of us okay fine so as it stood friday morning it was a case of yeah not not like you say not letting them go but just only having the money to pay for one month and and by the evening it was kind of okay at least there's a way out for oh my god i mean the sense of relief yes as you I, I might the same. I, yeah, I, yeah. I employ 100 people. I put out quite an emotional video a couple of days beforehand. I saw it. it. Yes. It? yes, it was I only did. ever supposed to be internal. And then we thought, oh, you know, there's so many people going through it. Let's share it. And uh, yeah, it was yeah really... one day I was losing 100 people. And the next day, uh, you know, although we still need to see the details of that furloughing. Uh, furloughing, that's what it is. A furloughed worker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A word that none of us probably knew 14 oh. days or even 10 <laughs> days ago. And now we cling on to it for dear life and hope that it achieves uh, everything that it, it says it will. Um, yeah. I'm interested to know, because this started, um, you know, kind of in, in China, uh, much as I don't want to be a Donald and, and call it the uh, Chinese flu, far, far from it, but yeah. um, where you import, I guess, from that side of the world, had this already started to have an impact on the supply chain? Well, you know, did you sort of see this coming or not? Um, yes, to an extent. And um, we had a shipment, a container shipment already in, luckily, before things got too bad in China. So we have a lot of stock and we were in a in a good position that we didn't need to have um, much more from China for a, a little while. Um, and um, we also, it's not just China because um, our English breakfast and various other teas, we have teas from India, Darjeeling, Assam, of course, and some from Kenya and Rwanda. So it's not, even though we have, you know, 33 fantastic core teas, um, even for a specialist tea company like ours, English Breakfast and Earl Grey are by far and away the biggest sellers. 
So in terms of actual levels of stock, um, we were we were in a in a good position um, okay. when this all kicked off. And had any of the suppliers said that uh, you know were you aware? I'm trying to think of how close you are to the supply chain there, but you know were they being impacted? I suppose and keeping in touch with how they were working, or was it? Yeah. Uh, do you run too far ahead for that? No, um, we were. I mean, obviously they're they're phenomenally impacted. I mean, our our partner on the on the ground in China um, had to close for six weeks. They weren't allowed to reopen until they'd had a government inspection, um, and that was taking another two weeks. Um, and all sorts of stringent um, uh, operations going on. Um, but talking to her yesterday, they um, are feeling pretty optimistic that they're through the worst um well obviously through the worst they've had no more domestic cases in china everyone going in is quarantined or if they're not if they haven't got the virus or sent to hospital if they have so um yeah she's she's been amazingly supportive um throughout and is still for us seeing us basically going into the situation that they were in months Mm. and months ago I find it fascinating how they sort of come out of that. You, you, it's hard to comprehend how the flu doesn't just have a, you know, have a bounce back as soon as you let people start to go back to their normal lives. But I guess we're not the scientists. So Well, uh, no, it's going to be fascinating to see whether, I mean, obviously hospitality right at the very beginning of the whole thing, right at the, the initial um, uh, brutal assault. Mm. <laughs> um, but maybe it will come back quicker and then it's going to, you know, people, friends in other areas of business, it's going to filter through much more slowly, but then maybe hospitality will come back that much quicker than other stuff. True. Yeah, we take uh, yeah cash uh, on uh, sort of on order, I suppose. We don't have to wait months for uh, payments, so that certainly helps. Mm. Um, we've seen a lot of publicity then around the support for the hospitality sector, uh, the frontline sort of hospitality and various grants and potentially access to loans, although I debate in some ways how useful they'll be eventually. But mm. how is it? So up the supply chain, what, what sort, sort of support are you getting, say, whether that's loans or grants or even uh, business rate relief? Is any of it filtering up? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're going straight for the grant that um, there's ten thousand pound grant should be eligible for um, loans. I uh, we're going to need one. <laughs> I think there's there's no question that. Um, and have you spoken to your bank yet? Yes, actually, my my colleague, my co-director Edgar, is uh, pretty much on it right. all the time, and um, we just need to decide how much and how long it's going to take to pay back and how viable and all these sorts of things are. But at the moment, okay. um, I think the most important thing, I mean, our, our team just scrambled last week to come up with creative and and um, sort of supportive and a collaborative effort, not just for Canton, but for um, the people we work with. So we didn't just think, right, we're just going to, close down and and you know leave it there and then just sort of re-emerge when all this this horror is over there was very much a sense of okay what can we do in this time to 
um, keep Canton a valid voice in the in the um, hospitality world. And I mean, the first thing we did <laughs> we we just flipped our website, which is um, wholesale only, so it's not accessible to any. We flipped it and threw up the fastest e-commerce commerce site that you know sort of anyone's ever well we've ever experienced so we we in 24 hours we got an e-commerce site site up and opened it up to absolutely everybody so anyone can go on that um canton site now and buy the tea that they would drink in the cafes and restaurants and hotels and drink it at home so that was a start but um we were just thinking oh this is great and no one's going to know about it okay we, yeah. we don't have a, a consumer following anymore so um the next thing was to tell people tell our trade partners about it and thinking that they can if they have a website or if they through their social media following can tell people about it that would be great um the, also the first thing we did is that uh, any any um, tea sold through our website. So one pound will go to the hospitality um, action charity. You know the one that's for um, the COVID nineteen emergency appeal. Yeah, I do. Up to two hundred and fifty pounds, I think, per uh, hospitality professional who's been impacted by this. Although applications are closed at the moment, but I think with with the publicity they're doing and some of the things you and others are doing, hopefully they will be able to reopen that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they've been there for like, something like a hundred years, I think. They are they service. are really well established, really well yeah. organised. So I'm going to have a chat with them very soon. Yeah, so, uh, good. Yeah, but 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 good, good bunch. Well, they were. Um, yeah, I mean, they you know, were. I, Sorry, <laughs> no, I was going to say this is one of the reasons I wanted to chat to you is with how quickly uh, you'd managed to come up with some fairly novel ideas because it, it did sort of cross my bow. And, and, and I had a small chuckle because I remember one of the things you and I specifically spoke about when we chatted on the podcast a couple of months ago is how when you first started the business, it was a, to, you know, a B2C business and how challenging that was and why you decided to focus on yeah. uh, the hospitality trade. So, so, so to <laughs> flick that back uh, was, was a big move. How, how's that been? Because one of the reasons you did it is, is it was so challenging delivering to lots of individual uh, people does that mean you know can you do that within your existing kind of infrastructure and your existing team or do absolutely you need to recruit people you do no yeah, not at all it's it's um our distribution center i mean we've ramped up so much since those early days um that our distribution center can send out um there are no minimum orders even to you know the the people in wales or <laughs> scotland or wherever they are yeah no it's 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 still exactly the same as it was for our trade so right. that's big relief and of course um you know we got wholesale prices and quite large packs and long self, self shelf life so in many ways you know we are very very lucky we haven't got um you know tea 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 is necessary and it lasts, and it's light, and it's and it's quick and easy to get out there. So, um, you know, we've got a lot to be a lot to be thankful for, um, and it just meant that it really was an immediate um, access to all. But what we what we thought about with um, sending it to our trade partners, obviously, with their hands and heads completely sort of full and frantic. Um, if we just 
um, pressed that a bit further and sent this opportunity. Oh, so I haven't even mentioned the opportunity. I mean, instead of just saying to our partners, oh, can you tell everyone about Canton being open? There was a, an incentive there that if they put our tea through their website, then they would get 20% of it. We would do all the, the ordering, the shipping and stuff. It's just anyone who came through them meant that we would give 20% of that order value straight back to them. And then we thought the most important people who are going to benefit from that are the, the guys at the in the front line of the hospitality sector, you know, that million who lost their jobs in the first week. So there's this affiliate scheme and we've we've put it all under a sort of a banner of, of Canton Social now, which means that if anyone signs up to this affiliate scheme and it's incredibly straightforward to do, they sign up and they can have download a, a some pictures and some messages and then they can send it to all their contacts through emails or Instagram or whatever their social media is and anyone who uses their unique link to order from Canton they will get in um, on their dashboard they'll see um, 20% of that order will go straight to them as well so it's you know if if they get if they have lots of tea loving people in their contacts then it might just be like getting tips for the mm. week so it this might... is actually this isn't just for the businesses then this is just for the you know the team the staff themselves can get a affiliate link and send it out to their contacts exactly right? yeah this is, so this is why i have faith that we will come out of this the other side to, to, because a to come up with ideas like that but b to kind of you know to implement them that quickly and to you know yeah link with hospitality hospitality action send it to the frontline workers uh, it's great I, I will make sure we'll have a chat afterwards but i'll make sure that my hundred staff get one of those uh, but it is a genius way of getting your product out there which incident incidentally i have to say and i know you know this because i tweet you occasionally i'm currently drinking one of your triple mint teas that one and the lemon and ginger which i you know it just blows my mind when i open yeah. <laughs> you get from, not that this is an advert for your tea but well, I felt so lucky that I could buy them via the hotel so anytime that my manager at the hotel puts an order through he always phones me to see if I need a top-up so genuinely when I saw that you were doing it to the public I was like ah amazing I'm gonna I will tell my friends because it's such a good product so we will help with that fantastic Fair play to you for Thanks, yeah helping get a little bit of cash back to people is a, is a really good idea um there were some other things apart from that that you've done as well I think was there some online training and, and stuff like that yes Can you just talk about the other yes. initiatives you've done absolutely so that that was an immediate um thought was that during all this downtime um uh, one of our partners Mandarin Oriental in Knightsbridge when they had that terrible fire and they kept their staff on, and but they were closed. Uh, we did a lot of training with all their staff, and it's a great way of keeping them engaged and and busy, and obviously upskilled. And at this time, we've just developed in um, the UK Tea Academy. We've de developed a pretty hefty online course, which um, is going to be available very soon, but not quite launched yet however um, an edited version of that is going to be we're going to send out to all our contacts so that they can then you know really get into the sort of the 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 fun the gritty the interesting the you know what is tea where it's from and how it's made and 
all the different categories, all the essential stuff that surprisingly many people still don't know. So um, that would be great if people come back just feeling a little bit more passionate about tea and knowing a little bit more about it and wanting to wanting to really learn. Yeah, so, yes. which they really should, and, and they should go, and if they need some inspiration before they do that, go back and listen to our last chat, uh, because it blew my mind. The one fact that I keep telling people is when you told me, and I can't remember those that words, but you, you told me about those thousand-year-old kind of tea trees that you can only get to by foot up in the mountains in China, and I think there was a specific thing around the uh, a little bug or mite or something that comes and nibbles the leaves yes, when, when the they're tea in perfect condition, yep. oh, and then they're yep. ready to harvest, <laughs> and, and I tell that story so often. Uh, so yeah, anybody who needs to go and be inspired and, and stop drinking the sort of the dusty shavings from the floor of the big factories and actually get into real tea, listen to that and then come and watch your courses. And that will make them feel a little bit better about the future of humanity. And we will all come out of this the other side as well, because if those trees are a thousand years old and still going strong, then uh, I think it's a nice little sign to be optimistic, Jennifer. Yeah. So is there anything else that you've uh, that you've done? Uh, yeah, well, the other thing, we're just building our program now. So last week was all this this big, big push, this campaign, which we've just launched, Canton Social, to get the referral um, out to everybody. And that that really is only just launched. So anybody who's interested, um, look on our website or Instagram, and they can find that. And also through Instagram, we're developing this program of events. So it's going to be, if anyone wants to join Canton for of course, the first one we want to do is sort of Canton Cocktail Hour. So lots of tea cocktails live, probably with our head of tea, Ali, um, shaking it up. And also in time, depending how long this goes on, but we also want to do uh, webinars again around learning and developing um, knowledge around tea. So bringing in those top tea professionals that we know all over the world who can um, come up with certain, um, you know, their, their subjects that they can share and really just just developing a, a more of a sort of online social community, which which I'm sure, you know, everybody is doing at the moment and thinking about. Mm. And um, are, you do, are you doing that through YouTube or through your own website or do you know the channel yet? No, I don't. You've got actually. the techies working on that. Absolutely. Where, where do people go to find out? More, well, if they follow us the on public, as well as the trade. definitely if they follow us on Instagram, yeah. um, that's the best and quickest and most agile way of keeping everybody up to date with what we're doing. Okay, perfect. Um, where the government then, it's good to hear that it is finding its way, you know, sort of up the supply chain. I suppose is there anything else that you feel they could or should be doing to help you and and some of your sort of colleagues across the sector? Well, of course. Um, you know, there are some people who are falling between the cracks who are not on staff and, um, you know, just making sure that they're the people who work with us who are not on staff but they're essentially freelance. Yeah, just trying to make, sh- make sure that we, we look after them as, as much as we can. And, yeah, um, apparently they're working on it, and there's there's due to be an announcement in the next couple of days, which is yes. why these podcasts I'm sort of getting out on a daily basis because things are uh, changing so quickly. But uh, I, and I've got to ask. So this this I don't know if you've got into the technicalities at all, but we mentioned furloughed workers just now, right? mm-hmm. and officially there seems to be this rule around furloughed workers needing to be sort of laid off and not being allowed to work. Have you managed to get your head around any of the complexities around that? Because lots of us are, are switching to online and, and some of these little initiatives, which aren't really 
you know, kind of profit making. They're just to keep us ticking along, Quite, and keep a little bit of cash yeah. flow so that we can trade out of it. Have you managed to, you know, have you thought about that? Have you managed to get your head around it yet? Or are you still waiting for the detail? Well, um, definitely waiting for the detail. But also, I mean, a lot of our staff, there really genuinely isn't very much for them to do. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that we're doing is is almost, you know, it is almost social now. Once we've got the website up, that's all takes care of itself. Um, once we, you know, we don't actually employ anyone to do any distribution. That's a, a you know, it's another company. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's yeah, really they they're they're going to be suspended animation. So we want to keep in touch. I mean, they've all said they want to carry on just meeting every yeah. morning um, to, you know, just keep some sort of uh, structure and uh, com- com- communication, you know, between the whole sort of Canton team. We're obviously very small and very, very close. So um, at the moment, that's as much as we're doing. And okay. um uh, and then with the with the with the bank debt was the other one. Uh, this issue seems to be that um, the, you know the government are backing eighty percent, but that to back the other twenty percent, you need to as director sign a personal guarantee. Are you mm-hmm. happy to do that, or have you do you think that's going to be a little bit of a deal breaker, and maybe it won't be as useful uh, as it's intended to be? Uh, well, I mean, if it's a, I mean, it can't be a deal breaker if it's, you know, if if it's. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. If you have the confidence and the commitment in your company, and you've been, you know, with it so long, then there's there's sort of really no alternative unless, yeah. um, you know, I mean, there will be no alternative for some people if they've put everything already into their company. Um, it's going to put them in a lot of jeopardy. But yeah, I it's tricky. I it's... guess it depends on the level of debt. I mean, if you look at our situation, we're already. Uh, about a quarter of a million in debt to the government with regards to VAT and PAYE. And, right. Uh, yeah, that's only going to grow. You know, well, ho- hopefully suspended a little bit now, but that, that's not including uh, this month's PAYE. So mm. to take a, a, a debt, you know, from the bank that you need to put a personal guarantee and then sort of trade your way out of that, you know, there'll be companies where you know, we're relatively small if we're already on quarter of a million. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tricky, I think, as to whether how many businesses actually a qualify with the bank sort of, you know, being a little bit nervous about hospitality, particularly, you know, we're going to come out with some challenges and, and we don't know whether we'll instantaneously be able to open fully or whether that will be staggered. Yeah. But also this idea that, you know, will people sign a guarantee and almost put their house on the line? Although mm. from reading the small print, I think it is saying it will exclude your your primary residence, but uh, even I think any loans over two hundred and fifty thousand, you do have to literally sign away the company to say that your your factories and your assets, if you cannot pay, uh, those are on the line. So they're they're quite stringent terms. But I guess again, we'll see if not too many people start. There's no point having three hundred and thirty billion available to lend if people won't take it because mm-hmm. actually, you know, the conditions are, are arduous. But it's great to hear that they might help you out, Jennifer. So well, they, they you know they might have to. I mean, at the moment, we're um, you know obviously. Like- uh, we're just <laughs> going, you know, day by day at the moment and just going to see. I mean, if we only knew how long it was going to last, wouldn't that be, you know, something that it's just planning for this complete unknown is virtually impossible for us all. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we knew what the weather forecast was going to be when we do come out the other side, certainly for us on the on the seafront, uh, it's a beautiful yeah 
clear sunny day today we would be exceptionally busy and if we reopen in the winter it'll be a very different scenario yes of course i guess the key thing is stay stay healthy in the first instance um where do people go so your your instagram handle or your website to follow all of this Uh, jennifer where's the best place to go uh the best place to go is actually for the um the website is canton well uh it is shop God, I better get this right. <laughs> go to cantontea.com. You will be um, able to go from there to see the new shop. Um, let me just check that. Your first retail shop. Don't worry, I will put links it, as well it, from our Thank website. you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no I think it's got a it's shop.cantontea.com, yeah. possibly. Um, but the cantonsocial.cantontea.com is definitely the one if people want to go to an affiliated link and just sign up and who knows what might might um come through if if your friends forward it and their friends forward it then you know it might might really really work for them so you think that's something you'll keep going at the end of this now you've set it up the uh the sort of direct to consumer retail no i don't actually (laughs) i i really think that it wouldn't in many ways it's just i mean no because we are entirely set up for wholesale it means at the moment, you know, these these prices are still wholesale. So there's right. absolutely no way. But and our bags, you know, it's only fifty of the pyramid bags, but that's quite a quite a lot. Um, I mean, fifty bags in one. You only have to buy one. You don't have to buy fifty. That's a bit confusing. But yeah. you know, it's a kilo of English breakfast loose leaf. So um, we're not going to start repackaging. And also, we want to go back to what we're good at we want to be looking after the hospitality the trade sector and um they're the ones who sell our tea best and we supply it and train them Mm. best so perfect well in that case you know even more hats off to you for pivoting so quickly and finding and trying to come up with a solution Uh, i do genuinely think the public should make the most of it and buy it while they can uh but thank you jennifer for sparing the time i just wanted to have a you know a a quick chat about how you thank you so much mark yeah it's a real pleasure and i wish you every luck for the future and we'll keep in touch and to you too Speak soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks for listening. I hope that was useful. I think it was great to hear about Jennifer's I guess optimism, I suppose, really, in in the fact they've made some changes. They will go back to their traditional business model uh, eventually. Um, But also great to hear some of the initiatives they're using to try and help people in the hospitality industry with Hospitality Action and their affiliate scheme. So go to humansofhospitality.co.uk and I will pop the links to those online. And I'll bring you out another special sort of quick, uh, more newsy show very soon. Uh, As I've said before, get in touch if you'd like to be on the show or if you uh, have some ideas of people you would like to hear from specifically in the in the hospitality uh, sector and we'll be back to our sort of normal weekly sort of deep dive uh, info shows uh, at some point soon too okay thanks so much for listening cheers